Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Maron? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Hey, so you're listening to Light Hustler, a podcast about sharing our dark to find our light. I am your host, Anna David. I host this podcast, and yet I haven't recorded one of these intros in so long because, because, because um, they've been the storytelling episodes, and I, you know, batch record uh, those intros, and so I, I kind of almost forget how to do this, so bear with me for a second. Speaking of this podcast, you know that I have a free course for podcasters. If you are a writer who's toying with the idea of starting a podcast, my God, you should. You listen to podcasts. Why not start one? This is the golden age of podcasting. Go to podcastingforwriters.com. It is free for now. That may change later. Podcasting for writers. Uh, Learn from my mistakes. You, longtime listener, know about my mistakes because possibly you know about this podcast now being on its third name. Enough about all of that. Let's talk about today's guest. Darren Prince is the sports agent to the stars. He has represented and continues to represent people like Magic Johnson, Dennis Rodman, Hulk Hogan, a whole bunch of other luminaries. But his most interesting story is about his descent into opiate addiction, which uh, involves ODing in Vegas, which involves being completely high while basically staging the most important uh, meeting between two heavyweight boxers that has ever occurred in history. Uh, This is one you don't want to miss. And what's particularly special to me about it is that we have together produced a book. It is the first book from Light Hustler Publishing, and it's called Aiming High, How a Prominent Sports and Celebrity Agent hit bottom at the top. It's by Darren with Kristen McGinnis, who is also works for Light Hustler and All the Right Moves and All My Companies. And she is also a best-selling author of six books and superstar. Anyway, um, Darren and I have, we the three of us have basically been working on this book for a year. It is recently released. We talk about all of this in the interview you're about to hear, but it's an international bestseller. It is a gripping read. People talk about not being able to put it down. So uh, this is one of my Facebook Live interviews. So normal caveat, the sound is is what it is when it's Facebook Live. Talk to Zuckerberg about that if you want it to be better. But mostly, I just hope you love this interview as much as I love Darren Prince. Please get a copy of his book. If you are someone who, by the way, wants to be sharing your story and isn't really in a position to, say, sit down and write a book, uh, want some help with that, that is something you should talk to us about. We specialize in, you guessed it, stories about sharing your dark to find your light. Go to who 
lighthustlerpublishing.com for more. But right now, let's just listen to Darren Prince. Well, here we go. Hi, you guys. I'm here with one of my favorite people on earth. And Darren Prince, when I call you one of my favorite people on earth, do you know I'm telling the truth or do you think I'm sort of full of it? I feel it. I feel the love. I do. I feel the love. It's a big deal. You guys, I am the, I am lucky that Darren Prince is making time for this. This, He is like a media fucking, so sorry to swear, no children allowed on this. Maven, he has been all over the place promoting this book. And when I say this book, I'm talking about Aiming High, how a prominent sports and celebrity agent hit bottom at the top. I'm not going to talk about how much we fought over uh, the the exact wording of this uh, subtitle. This is the first book from Light Hustler Publishing. Um, it is such an honor. Look, look, look. Let's look. Is Boom. That Boom. There Boom. it is. And um, and Darren is the most fantastic person. I am going to read a bit from his bio, and then I'm going to get a little more personal. But he's a sports and celebrity agent. He's New Jersey proud, and he started a mail order company at the age of 14 and ended up selling it at the age of 20 for a million dollars. And he works with all the biggest sports people in the world. Even a sports novice like me has heard of these people. It's people like Magic Johnson, Dennis Rodman, uh, Muhammad Ali, Hulk Hogan, and not just athletes. He also has worked with all the big celebrities, including Pamela Anderson, Jenny McCarthy, you got it. So, so that's Darren. But actually, what he's proudest of has nothing to do with uh, these big deals that he's been doing since he was a teenager um, and everybody that he knows. It's um, it's his sobriety after a brutal opiate addiction, and he celebrated ten years, a decade of sobriety. Um, And so, Darren, let's talk about that. Let's talk about your decision to come forward to wait a minute, to not bust out of the gates with, hey, I'm sober, I'm an addict, but to really wait until you had some legs in sobriety and then decide to tell your story. Let's talk about that decision. You know, I feel that um, as we get sober, it's a great question and a very original too. As we get sober, as it says in the uh, step book, that self-confidence is actually a, a liability. I needed to find my spiritual balance. I needed to find my own network and time take time. And slowly but surely on the roughest of days that went one second and one minute at a time, days became weeks, weeks became months, months became years. And it took me a while, you know, first off, out of respect to the people in my life, you know, my, my mother and my father, my late father was OK with it. My mother being from upper middle class, New Jersey, uh, Jewish, you know, uh, old school Jewish woman didn't didn't want the whole world to know, as I wrote about in my book. And then, of course, my clients, um, you know, we hear about so many people talking about recovery and then boom, the next minute, you know, but whoever the rock star is, the celebrity, the athlete, they go bad. And that just puts a black eye, in my opinion, on our beautiful, wonderful spiritual fellowship, because then it's easy to say, oh, it doesn't work because they did that 12 step thing. People that don't know about it. And um, I think it was probably come around my seventh year, seventh or eighth years when I really started to realize that there's something here. I don't know what it is yet, 
But there's something here where I know now after traveling the world, being to meetings in Australia and Montreal and Toronto and Anguilla and sponsoring people and having a great sponsor and doing the service work that I, I think I got this. And I want to let the world know that there is a solution for those that are sick and suffering, that it doesn't matter what you've accomplished professionally, that personally, whether, as we say, you could be from Yale or jail or Park Avenue or Park Bench, there is an outright solution to not getting your old life back, but getting a life beyond your wildest dreams. Because truthfully, I didn't want my old life back. My old life sucked. From the outside, the world thought it was great, not to me. Right. And it is interesting because, and I always say this, you know, I got sober in, uh, I first started pursuing it, let's just say, in 1999. The PR job on recovery was just awful. There was, and now it's so different. Um, you know, there's hundreds of celebrity bloggers. You've gone on a, a podcast tour practically of all the recovery podcasts. Do you think it's much easier today? And if so, why is the epidemic as bad as it is right now? I, I think it is a lot easier. Another great question. And I also think it ties into the fact that the opiate epidemic is at you know, all time worse. There isn't a single person you and I know in our life in recovery or outside that is not affected by somebody they know from this opiate epidemic. Everybody knows somebody. And I just think it was a perfect storm, the combination of it coming out at the time that I did. People need help. Somebody knows somebody that needs help, whether you're suffering yourself or whether you know somebody, your inner circle, your outer circle. Uh, Washington is now behind it, proving a billion dollars in funding. Um, as you know, our dear friend Ryan Hampton's trying to do what he can with the big pharmas. Uh, the CBD movement, the medical marijuana movement that people are having life-changing results from. There's just a perfect storm right now where I don't think I could have come out with this three years ago and have had the success on a personal level that I would have. Yeah, I was so before my time with Party Girl coming out in 2005. I regret it so much. I wish I'd waited. But Okay, but let's talk about how you waited till you were about eight years sober, and then you are somebody, you make up your mind, and it, the next day it's happening. So you basically said, I'm going to get out there. I, it started with Turning Point, that rehab. Is that right? Yes, it started with Turning Point I, uh, at Patterson, New Jersey. It's very near and dear to me. And I was on the board of directors for many years. I brought in a lot of different clients to raise money. Sm the late smoking Joe Frazier came, Vince Neal came. Chris Heron, who we all know and love, came. Uh, Dennis Rahman and Magic Johnson, Mickey Ward and Vicki Eklund, the brothers from the movie The Fighter. But I never put myself out there. I was always sort of what I do as an agent. I was the man behind the man. You know, They're the ones that have the notoriety and they're the ones that have the accolades. And I'm just behind the scenes pulling the strings to make sure everything is perfect you know, when it's showtime. And um, it was around that eighth year, um, I just felt something about six, seven months before my dad passed, uh, he called me up and he's like, you know, you really need to be telling this Ali Frazier story. You know, now Muhammad just passed away. And um, I think Muhammad passed in uh, June of 2016. And uh, that I just don't know. I, I get it. I understand. But I'm your son. You want me to talk about an epic occasion culturally, historically, sports wise. But that's just not my personality. I'm not, that's just not me anymore. My, my ego, I threw that out the window years ago. I know that this is an ego crushing fellowship and I got to remember that every single day, but it was on my brain. And then surely, slowly but surely, 
it led me to you after a bunch of incredible uh, coincidences. Okay, here's what I don't know. So exclusive for Rodney, Richard, uh, Lisa, Stuart, everyone else here. How did you find me? I still don't know. Okay, so I wound up on Dr. Oz with Daryl Strawberry about a week after the um, Turning Point Gallery incredible on October of 2017. Whatever it was, 700 people, I got to share my experience, strength, and hope. A lot of people needed help in and outside that gala. I put a lot of people in touch uh, with the rehab. I put a lot of people in the 12-step fellowship. Um, several are still sober, which is the greatest gift. That's why we do what we do. Once I posted the Daryl Strawberry link, for some reason, it must have hashtagged through recovery, sobriety, spirituality, all the hashtags I put, you came up as somebody that I should know. And I looked up, saw that you had a great following, saw, you know, you were on uh, TED speakers. I saw that you were on a dais with Tony Robbins, who I know and love, and so does my fiance. And I sent you an inbox. And if you probably look at it, it mentions, hey, Anna, I was just honored at this gala. I was just on Dr. Oz. I'd love to connect with you. And um, you got right back to me, professional woman that you are. And um, you said, hey, when's the next time we're going to be in L.A.? I'd like you to meet with this friend of mine. His name is Ryan Hampton. We'd love to uh, sit down with you. And uh, that was it. Okay, can I tell you this from my POV? Um, Sure. And this is a story that I plan to tell very briefly at your party uh, in a couple nights. but so I don't want to ruin it, but basically, okay, I get this email. I get those emails not to be self-aggrandizing every day from different people who are, who do it. And, and yours was more legit than some. And I, you know, Ryan is like my brother from another mother. And I like, I'm just like, oh, I can't tell if this guy's creeping on me or whatever. So I'm bringing you in. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Um, and so I bring Ryan and Garrett into this meeting and you're so nice and you're so earnest and you're so excited and excitable that basically I was like, there's no way this guy is who he says he is, you know, tearing up, talking about his spirituality. There's just no way. And so then Ryan says, hey, you know, I'd really love it if uh, Dennis Rodman, you know this part, followed me on Twitter. And and you left the meeting and I turned to Ryan. And I go, why would you care about that? And he goes, oh, it's the first way you test if someone's full of it. If he can't get Dennis Rodman to follow me on Twitter, he's not the guy he says he is. And then he looks at his phone. He goes, oh, my God, Dennis Rodman's following me on Twitter. And so it all, you know, and then that was the beginning of, you know, we talked about doing a lot of different things. We talked about doing an online summit, which one day we yes. made. Um, and you know, and then, uh, your lovely fiance led something at our, you know, light hustler workshop, uh, sorry, retreat, did an NLP amazing session. And, you know, and then just, you were everywhere. Suddenly you were everywhere and you're, you've just got this in the best possible way, this hurricane personality where suddenly, you know, Tim Ryan is really good friends with you. Like, you know, everybody that, um, that I know, and, and it's like, oh, and Brendan Novak is like, oh yeah. That's the best story, Brandon and I, that was the best. That story. Yep, well, he sends me a random text, never met him before, Tim Ryan's copied, and he goes, brother, I know you're dialed in with the hard rock, because a week earlier, I had Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair there that Tim Ryan flew in for, and he goes, my mother is utterly obsessed with Rod Stewart. I've had my entire PR team, Anything you can do, brother, I'll owe you forever. And I texted him back, hey, man, we're spiritual brothers. Even though we haven't met, give me 24 hours. I guarantee I'll get it done. 
within 24 hours, he had confirmation that there are two backstage passes for him and his mom to meet Rod Stewart. The second part was he lost his little check mark on his Instagram. He's got a nice following, 180,000 people. Couldn't figure out for the life of him why. I was like, give me a week on that one. <laughs> I sent it to my guy, Patrick, and you know who you know, my social media, Svengali, my guru. Within five days, boom, check mark is back up. And he texts me, who the heck are you and where did I find you? So it's kind of funny, but you know, hey, it's not me. I just know the certain people that are making things happen for everybody, you know? But it is you. I mean, and I remember just like a few days after we met, suddenly you're at the White House and I'm like, That was what? the other thing. That was yeah. The other thing. Yep, yep. Um, it, it went from the gala to Dr. Oz to seeing you to being invited to the White House in January by Andrew Giuliani, Rudy's son, on behalf of President Trump, who I had a personal relationship with before he was president. And that and and you brought up the book. Uh, we, we spoke to Kristen, uh, the, the brilliant writer that you partnered me up with right before I went back to Australia with my fiance over Christmas. And she knew nothing about sports and we bonded immediately. And yeah. uh, I knew right away she would nail it. I knew right away. And it was all I was talking about on this trip uh, in Australia. I said to Priscilla, I go, a year from now, I go, my life is going to change so much. I go, having nothing to do with business, but the amount of people, I'm going to be able to use this gift because at one point in my life, I knew I needed God and I still need him. But I started getting signs that God is starting to need Darren Prince. And that's why the book came about. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about that process. So by the way, I, if anybody lost track, he went from the White House, from meeting Anna David to being invited to the White House, no matter what your opinion is on the White House, that's the way it goes once you meet me. That's not true. Um, but basically, when we decided to do this book, so Kristen McGinnis is my, you know, the wind beneath my wings at Light Hustler, the best writer. I was with her this morning. We went to a Times Up event. Um, but but so, and she just can tell, oh, she's just a genius. She's also a best-selling author of six books. So yeah, you guys sat down. It was so clear it was going to work. Um, and, and, and then, you know, the sort of, the sort of Darren Prince promises kept coming. So then right after that, I think it was around Christmas, it was right after Christmas, you're like, oh, by the way, you should come meet um, Magic and yes. roll over to this hotel. And here was the great thing about you introducing us to Magic Johnson. Obviously I'm a complete sports, you know, idiot, you know this, but I, I, knew, I knew about him and he was so great because he, hey, we get a picture. How genius is that? Magic Johnson asks if you can get a picture uh, because he doesn't want to put you in the position where you do it. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I loved that. Amazing. Um, speaking of magic, he wrote the introduction to this book. Um, what is your history with him and his, you know, his passion for helping other addicts in recovery? All right. I got a little emotional the other day talking to the Associated Press about this. We, um, Magic and I go back uh, to almost 25 years. He, he's uh, been a savior in my life personally and professionally. And um, as you'll read about in the book, I got myself into some legal problems and he never turned his back on me. He was completely there for me. And um, in fact, became my first client at Prince Marketing Group and allowed me to start my agency and just told me I'm going to take lemons and make lemonade out of it. What he wants me to do is use him to knock down every door possible 
because it's not how successful he becomes. He's going to become successful and stay successful. It's how successful I make you, Darren, and everybody else around me. It's a domino effect. So at that age, at 25, 26 years old, you have somebody like him, um, a Glover powerhouse, allowing you to use his name to bring in more celebrities at the corporate context, at the PR context, the media was just incredible. And, um, you know, for 10 years, it was amazing. It really was. And then eventually, on a personal level, I had to call him one day. And uh, my dog died. I lost my biggest corporate account. My house had a huge flood. And I was really in a dark place with the opiate. The other three, he was sympathetic. He understood. He said, they'll all pass. When we got to the point about the opiates, he was really, really concerned. I don't want to lose you. Your parents don't want to lose you. You got to get yourself clean, man. You got to, you know, you got to figure it out, Darren, because you have too much to live for. Genuinely concerned. You know, not Magic Johnson. That was Urban Johnson. Right. I get to know the real Urban, just like I get to know the real Terry Bollea, not the Hulk Hogan that the whole world is day. And um, it took me a year and a half, though. Took me a year and a half. And um, he's been such a supporter of my journey. So getting to the forward, my whole long-winded answer, I was with him in January after we already uh, agreed to our publishing deal and and Kristen was signed on. And I told him I was right in the book. And he has that billion dollar smile and he was so happy. And he just said, baby boy, because you waited for the right time because I know your dad's not here, but your dad's here. And he's looking down with a big smile. And, and what I love about it, Darren, because you're gonna take coolness and the sexiness of the sports and the entertainment business and people are gonna be a fly on the wall to what this life is really like. And um, he goes, and you're going to help more people than you've ever helped in your life. And that's why this book is going to be a bestseller. And um, I kind of got choked up. And I was like, all right, I got to ask him. I got to ask him. It was one of those moments I write about in the book where you got to just go for things in life. Because I'd rather say I tried than I didn't. And I said, Irvin, I got one more favor. Would you write the forward for the book? And... Uh, we both kind of teared up. It was just like, man, are you kidding me? I would expect you to ask nobody else. It would be my honor, my man. And he gave, gave me that huge bear hug. And, um, you know, we just looked at each other and we just had that moment because um, he see me at my worst. I mean, he see me at my best, my worst. He see me all over the place. And to have somebody like him to not give up on me, look, he went through it. He went through with uh, you know the HIV announcement when the world turned their back on him, and um, I think that's just a commitment he made that if there's ever any brother or sister in his life that he cares for, he ain't gonna turn your back on you. You know he's gonna be as loyal to the end as people were to him when he was going through his situation. And um, it was just a beautiful night. I remember leaving that uh, the the, the Ritz Carlton Hotel where he was at in Miami, and I'm in the car and I texted you and Kristen and. I was just like, oh, my God, holy crap, he agreed to write the forward. And it was just, I was, it was euphoric. It really was, you know. Yeah, and it's an amazing book. You guys, um, it, for sports, as I said, you know, and I've now read through this book. We don't even want to know how many times. Um, and I'm gripped by these stories. But it's it really gets into the the darkness of addiction and how, you know, this concept that we have of somebody who's like flying high and got houses all over and is literally flying high and what their life is like. And that, compared to what's going on inside, it is it is such an important 
important book for people to read. And it happens to have tons of juicy gossip. Can we say that? Have your clients read it? Like, has Dennis Rodman read this book? Dennis has read parts of it. Um, I know Hulk has read parts of it. They're all so busy, but they've kind of picked up on it. Um, I know a couple others have read it. I mean, everybody, for the most part, is just blown away by it. And I immediately give the accolades to Kristen and you the credit for finding her because I was like, look, my story is my story. I needed a technician, an architect to basically paint a Picasso. And that's what she wrote because there's nobody on God's green earth that would have done this if Anna David and Lighthouse Publishing did not find Kristen McGinnis. Um, it's, it's, it was incredible, you know? only I could clone her. Um, yeah. And and yeah, and it was a great experience for me too, because frankly, I wasn't going to start a publishing company. And then you were basically like, why not? Why not just publish under this imprint? And now it's an official imprint, thanks to Darren Prince. And so this book is a bestseller in, in how many countries now? Four countries, Canada, Australia, England, and the USA. Um, and I got the little number one tags about two and a half weeks ago. And then Saturday after I did my first Barnes and Noble signing, I just went online because somebody wanted me to send them the link um, just to purchase a couple of books. And right next to it, I show for so I'm like, oh my God, number one new release on Amazon. Yeah, it's um, it's been incredible and not that surprising. And you've been doing, um, how whose TV, like how many TV shows have you been on? Yeah. It's nonstop, you know, I already did Chris Cuomo, ESPN, um, the Blast, I'll be doing TMZ, uh, the Associated Press. Um, we're obviously working with all the other you know, big ones to, to fit into my schedule right now. It's just been absolutely nonstop. I was just in Miami, um, Six in the Mix, which was a really great show. Uh, there's, there's a ton of them. It's gonna, this is going to be going on for a good couple of months, but I, I enjoy it because I keep reminding myself this is what needs to be done. I need to keep telling this story that um, you know, your life isn't over, the, the, the end is really just the beginning. And like you said, the book is so much more about, it's not just recovery and the athletes and the celebrities, it's about finding that self-worth and, and knowing what we need to do as broken people, because you don't need to suffer from addiction to be broken, you know, or to be through, who have gone through something traumatic. Um, and then it's also got the business end of it, that even though you're down and out, what you need to do to stay motivated and pick up the pieces and get back on top again and um, surround yourself. Like I've always learned with people smarter, more talented and more successful than you. By wow. doing that, by doing that, you're going to learn from years of their experience of pain and you're going to learn from years of their triumph. I've always been told that if I was the smartest person in any room that I walked into, I need to find another room. <laughs> you know, another aspect of your book that I love, and I don't want to make you cry, is that your relationship with your dad and this idea of um, this just uncompromising love that he had for you and support he had for you. And when you were this kid and you were like, I'm going to start a business, wasn't he your first investor? It was my first investment when I started my baseball card mail order business at 14. And uh, it was just an amazing experience. I went downstairs with my pajamas on and I just said I needed insurance on my baseball cards. And he thought I was nuts. And he said, how much? And I said, probably eight or nine. Um, and he goes, all right, I'll call the homeowner's insurance, get you a thousand. I go, no, dad, eight or nine thousand. 
So now he <laughs> thinks I'm nuts and he's like, can you show me where the hell have you been robbing people? Now I'm very concerned. And I explained to him, I go, no, I said, my friends, I was 14, my friends all want to go out on date. Baseball cards are corny. They're not what they used to be. So I'm holding down three different jobs, squeezing orange juice, delivering newspapers. And I'm a busboy and I'm taking all that money and I'm buying everybody's collections. And um, that was it. And little by little, I just put together this incredible uh, inventory and he tested me that night. And he said, how can you turn this into money though? Just because it says they're worth it, who buys them? And I have my whole plan in my head. There was a baseball card show a few weeks later. And um, I spent every single night after school, two, three hours a night, preparing each card in a specialized holder. I drew diagrams of what my eight-foot display was going to look like. I was splitting a table with Steve Simon, who runs my company now. But I, my space was going to be immaculate. Like when people walked in, they were going to look at my display like it was Tiffany's versus everybody else was Macy's. And right. um, I, I felt good about something for the first time in my life as somebody growing up with a so-called severe learning disability and being in special education and being verbally abused and verbally teased for being an idiot, I finally thought I found my calling and I, I just went for it. And he was supportive from day one. Yeah, it's such a cute, sweet, sweet story. And it really, you know, and I think also what's inspiring about Darren's story is, oh look, Brian Reddy's here. Um, we all got to hang out last week at, was that last week? Um, what's great about Jerry, he moves around so fast. We had lunch in LA and then the next day, I was like two days later. It was two days later. I'm yeah. in Rhode Island, you know, to support my brother from another mother, Ryan Hampton, who did this awesome Macklemore concert. Um, and, and then like, you know, I was telling Kristen this morning, it was like, Darren always rolls in with the book. It doesn't matter where you are. He's ready for the photo op. He's got the book and like, he's got a plan. Um, and it was so awesome. You didn't get your picture taken with Macklemore though. No, we didn't. I, it, for me, that's just not my thing. Priscilla was trying to get in. It got too crazy. Ryan actually texted me the next morning. He was so cute. He goes, I'm so sorry. Cause I know I go, look, it didn't even matter. She was just excited to just be there at the event, but I'm not a photo person unless it's kind of like my client. And even then I'm real careful. I was just more, I'd rather get photos with you and Ryan and Garrett and Brian and Tim. That, that's what that's about. You, you all to me, you throw, you know, uh, Chris Heron in there. You all are the Mount Rushmore of this recovery world. And I inspire to continuously be like you, you just, what you guys do to give back to uh, the world of recovery is just incredible. It really is. That's thank you for including me in that group. I I, um, I couldn't agree more about Ryan and Garrett and 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 Brian and Tim and all of these people who who show up. It's um, and by the way, so people are chiming in too about going through special ed and verbal abuse. And I will I know we have to wrap up really really soon, but I do want to talk a little bit about that. Increasingly, people are talking about trauma being at the root of addiction. Dr. Gabor Mate, most famously, but more and more and more. Um, I am finding very few alcoholics and addicts who didn't have some sort of a trauma. By the way, trauma is universal and lots and lots of people suffer from it. But how much of that do you think contributed to your addiction? Well, I think between a little bit being smothered by my mom, I grew up a mama's boy and having extreme anxiety and fear over everything that I did. And then the teasing on top of it made me so uncomfortable with just being myself. When I found Demerol at 12 years old in sleepaway camp by accident for stomach pains, I, I was a prime candidate 
to fall victim to addiction. It took me out of myself and made me the person I wanted to be. It, it definitely made it a lot worse because then when you see the success that I had, it was always about, I'm Darren Prince, screw you and look at me now. Now you guys are, now you guys are actually working for me. How about that? Okay. Instead of calling me idiot, you guys are all calling me boss. Um, <laughs> but again, that was my old way of thinking. That was the insecure, inferior, broken. I, I don't, that's just not me anymore. Now it's just about everybody getting along, peace, love, and happiness, and making sure I can educate some children out there that may go through the same situation. What you could do to either prevent it, open your mouth, speak to other people, surround yourself with positive people that build you up, not knock you down. Yeah. And, uh, just know that I'm living proof. It doesn't matter where you're from in life because it's about where you're at. And look at where I wound up at looking back, you know, 35, 40 years ago, where the world thought Darren Prince would have been. And um, that's the blessing. And have you been hearing from addicts who are inspired by your story or open to coming out? Or, you know, is there a way to reach you? You're, you know, that there is. Uh, I've been getting so many inboxes on, um, on Facebook, and then it's agent underscore DP on Instagram. I'm getting so many comments, so many different inboxes. Um, thank God I'm affiliated with uh, Turning Point and Banning Treatment Centers. Um, I'm able to not just give advice, but actually give them a direction where to go to seek the treatment that they need. Because it's one thing to talk to somebody, but if you don't have a call to action to immediately send them to a facility to properly get clean and then start the steps of recovery, that's a big problem. So I, I've got I've got two incredible outlets to, like I said, to send any strangers that have been reaching out to me. And it's been really, really beautiful because that's what this is about. You know, we, it's, it's about giving it away. And you know that it is it is. And it's about, you know, this idea that, you know, thinking that if I had known that sobriety, I assumed sobriety was going to be the end of life and not the beginning. And if I had known what it was like, I would have done it years before. I wouldn't have had to get suicidal. I wouldn't have had to take it as low as I did. And if more people tell other people and those people share their stories, it's this domino effect. And suddenly there's just this new idea, except it's not that sudden. It's a slow. Yeah. No. Part of that. Oh, look, Tim Ryan even showed up. We know it's a good interview. I'm um, and See you Sunday, brother. And Stuart Michelson's in the house. Oh, um, amazing. So you guys, anybody who has not gotten this book, go out there and get it aiming high how a prominent sports and celebrity agent hit bottom at the top, top by the great Darren Prince with the great Kristen McGinnis. Go get it on Amazon. That's the easiest way to get it. And this is hot off the presses. He's going to record an audio book of it. You get to hear it in his own voice, but get the print or Kindle version now. Um, and that's it. Thanks, you guys. Thank you for showing up. Thank you, Darren. Um, I, it sounds like I'll be seeing you tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Anna. Okay, bye. Thank you, Kristen. Love you both. <laughs>